You're listening to Irish Radio Canada at home and abroad. I'm in Roundstone. I'm in Latin. We're in Roundstone, County Galway, and I'm in the shop of Seamus Latin, who is a pottery maker and makes beautiful pottery and Seamus Gormino Mahagat. So, I'm going to ask you to ask Condon the Galway. Oh, yeah, it's his line up From Kilkenny, what brought you to County Galway? When the Van Kela, so Seamus growing up in Kilkenny like mm. yeah, it's not a Gaeltacht area and you've arrived into a Gaeltacht area how much Irish did you have before you got here? Uh, next to none <laughs> and now you're fluent yeah, well I don't know. Oh, yeah. well uh, uh, yeah so like it's, it's, yeah. it's an everyday language here no uh, to be blunt it's not uh, it, it is in the Connemara Gaeltacht obviously but we're right. on the you're on the fringe on the fringe result yeah right and, uh, I'd say it's a Quite a while now since Ronstone was about this area. Right. There's a few townlands technically on the 1952 map. Okay, okay. You know, it is, uh, so then, if you uh, did you did it take much effort or did it? It's an ongoing thing. I suppose, I suppose I never thought about it. I you know, know down until I went to Carna and you right. know, realized that, uh, good, you know. I should kind of <laughs> because I, I should kind of engage a little bit more yeah, with right, what's right. supposed to be our, our language, and uh, that was a long time ago. Now, I suppose. Right. So, of course, yeah. with the language comes yeah. access to a wealth of music, and, and oh, absolutely, yeah. That yeah. that if you don't engage in the language, in many ways, you're depriving yourself of that. Oh, there is the language, yeah. 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 There is, uh, and not just music, but just the whole we're looking at the world, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, I suppose economically, <laughs> it's very hard to kind of say what advantage there is to it, but I feel like it will be an awful lot more, um, how should we say, bleak without it. Well, economically, yeah. there may not yeah. be a tangible advantage, there's no disadvantage. There's no disadvantage, no, so right. no, no, yeah. no, it's yeah. a, and and of uh, course something about uh, culture is uh, you can't put a price on something. No, you like can't. But yeah. it takes up no particular. It's not a particularly heavy weight to carry either. You know. No, but no. as a result of that, here no. we are in in your workshop and pottery, mm. of its nature as well. Immersion in the culture is going to influence your work. Uh, yeah, it's very hard to say directly how. You know, I, I do the odd piece with kind of you know Irish inscriptions on them, but, but but not even but, even, mo- but yeah. even the motifs, but the art, yeah. the whole artistic yeah. no, side of it. I should qualify. The, all the artwork is my wife's. It's okay. Uh, Rosemary O'Toole. She's the one who she, she's the rates all the pottery and okay. all the paintings. You know, so you know, and, and you make the the yeah. We met in the art college. You know, right. She was a fine artist, and I was a, a mere potter. So <laughs> Takes two. It, it, it doesn't take two. Take, takes two to to yeah. make a plate. Yeah. Well, the thing is, we're kind of got different 
yeah, areas of expertise. You know, so so work, yeah. talk to me about pottery. Pottery. Because yeah. when I look around here, mm. uh, first of all, there's a variety of colours mm. in the pottery, in the basic pottery. Yeah. Uh, and some of those I would recognise a little bit of the tinge of the Connemara marble green. Yeah, well, no, it's not as though we went out... Um, doing colour tests against <laughs> no, no. the area. Um, the plain glazed work is stoneware, which is to say that it's far to 1300. And clay is well at granite to start with, so by firing it that high you're turning it back to stone again. So okay. that's, that's where the stoneware term comes from. And it's, you know, very durable, impervious. So that's ovenware and it's also oh, microwave and the whole, works, the whole yeah. works. And then the more... Um, Highly decorated work is porcelain, which is to say that it's a very pure white clay, which costs considerably more. Okay, when you yeah. say costs, yeah, so you you have raw material, you, yeah, you where so more, you know? yeah, so um, where are you getting your raw material? Uh, basically, we're buying it from suppliers in okay. Northern Ireland or in Dublin or right. whatever. But I mean, most of it is so the porcelain will be blended from various various clay bodies. You know, there isn't a huge amount of naturally occurring porcelain, so it tends to be. A mix. Right, you know. But within the locality itself, so you, come to you would not come to Connemara to set up a pottery based on the amount on of. The, on local raw materials? No, you would not. No. Okay. okay. If you were um, in East Galway, anywhere. Um, down, my, down my neck of the yeah, down around Banlaslow, that Hedford, area. Rye, that kind of area. Yeah. Uh, Lochorov, the whole basin of Lochorov is on clay. The lake itself okay. is clay. And that I have met people who have fired it to stormer temperatures. So, I mean, if you were in that vicinity, yeah. it might be worth your while going out and digging it. Right. But um, you really would want to have it in your backyard to make it worth your while. Because it's actually, it's not just a question of digging it straight from the ground and using it. You've got to sieve it and weather it and so on and so forth. You know, right. So you've got to liquefy it and then dry it out again, etc. You know, so okay. It's <laughs> when you have to liquefy it. I'm to buy it. <laughs> yeah, but when yeah, you say you have to liqui liquefy it, yeah, you you're saying slip, you know, you mix it in, in big mixers, right. put it through a very fine sieve to take all the stones out of it, uh, okay. and then and dry then it out to your workable consistency. You know, okay. so it's actually quite a lot of work. Even, yeah. uh, like a lot of my scrap from the weed, even recycling that is quite a bit of, labour in itself, you know. Right. Once again, you might worry, wonder about the economics of it. I know some some of the bigger properties used to just give it away for free to schools. Right. Because it didn't consider it worth their while to recycle the thing. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So then when you say you fire your, your stoneware up to 1300. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's Celsius. Yeah. 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 Um, getting something up to that temperature. You have your own kiln now. Yeah, I do that box there in the corner. Right. It's, um, it takes me generally 10 hours, 11 hours to fire that, uh, which is quite efficient for something. Big kilns are generally better in that they enclose a larger volume for the surface area. Right. And when you fire that up yeah. and you put your... Uh, Preheated pottery in there. Oh no, not preheated. You have to be very careful in, the, in uh, bringing it up. Yeah, particularly in the first firing when the clay is just dry. Okay. That, even though it's only going to 900 degrees, I still do over about a 10-hour period. And the, the burners are just at what you call a candle flame. They're barely on for the first couple of hundred degrees. It just take it ever so gradually. Now I know yeah. I have difficulty getting the barbecue up to 300. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so getting yeah. getting something up to nine hundred degrees. Somebody described it to me. It's like pouring water into a leaky bucket. If you pour in enough water, the, bu- the bucket is going to fill anyway. Ultimately, yeah. Is that mean, yeah. You know, but in t- terms of energy. I have small electric kilns, and I'd say I spend more on the electricity for them than I do on the gas for the big kiln. Okay. Uh, it's, um, we only fire that about, say, ten times a year. You know. So, you know. when you say it in that context, then, yeah. the, if pottery is parboiled, yeah. uh-huh. you're, so really, when you craft mm. a piece mm. in wet, or in clay, yeah. And it's now standing on its own base. Yeah. You are now going to put it into a kiln. Not directly, I let it dry. Yeah, I so obviously, I need enough stock to fill the kiln. Yeah, so, yeah. It's so but it's still, it's still, it dries, but it has never yet had any heat. No, no. So now you want to introduce it into some heat. Yeah. And that heat needs to be controlled in how quickly it hits. Yeah, because even when the piece is dry, it's still got a lot of water that's chemically combined. Yeah. And if you heat that too rapidly, the expansion of that steam is just going to blow the piece apart. So, so that's why you take it very cold. So is there, is there a process between it's dry and the 900? Or well, just, just a gradual increase in temperature, you know. Like when you have an electric kiln, you can program all this, so you can just switch it on and go on okay. to bed. Okay. With okay. a gas kiln, it's manual, so you've just got to be there and keep your eye on the parameter. Under, and, and, yeah. You know, Make sure there's nothing. So is then, when it when it is in your head, how long would it take mm-hmm. to get from when you put a piece in up to the 900, and then oh, how well long would you leave it in there? The, my biscuit firing, as I said, is deliberately slow. Yeah. It's over about 10 hours. Uh, when you get to the temperature, you just come up the kiln and open it when it's cool. Right. Uh, similarly, with the um, with the glaze firing, I can go considerably quicker because the piece has been biscuit fired already. It's far more durable. Okay. Now with the Biscuit firing, um, the first firing, you can stack things. You could have four or five bowls, one inside another. Okay. And provided they're, you know, mechanically strong enough, there's no problem with that. With the glaze firing, everything has to be separate. Right. And sitting, you know, it could be just a millimeter or two, but everything has to be. But there's a, there has to be a gap yeah. to allow an airflow. Uh, well, not or to prevent it from adhering. Yeah, the glaze will adhere to itself. Or okay. If there's glaze on the base, it'll adhere to the kiln shelf. Okay. Or if your glaze melts too much and runs, that's going to stick to the kiln shelf. And you need an angle grinder to take it off. So obviously, you try and <laughs> avoid that situation. So uh, the other thing, then, obviously, you know, I'd only fit about a quarter of um, the amount of work that I put into a biscuit kiln into a glaze kiln. That's what I'm trying to say. Right. Yeah. So it's a very much obviously then a hugely manual process. Oh yeah, there's no escaping. There. When you said there's no escaping yeah. that, so going back to the days of arctic pottery, yeah, or Kerguelen pottery, yeah. was that a manual process, or would they oh, have? It was very much a manual process. But the only thing was that they would have had um, molds. By and large, those pieces would have been made using liquid clay, which is called slip. Okay. Which was um, you can add certain additives to make it a bit thicker. Poured into plaster molds. Lifts it for maybe half a minute. Plaster molds are inverted. The slip, the excess slip pours out. You're left with a skin of clay around the inside of the plaster mold, and then 
given a couple of hours you can take that apart you know in a half or yeah. and put that piece which is still damp aside we're all manual uh, it's still yeah, it would have manual. Like, given that they were factories is what yeah. I'm saying in a way that it would still have been very much a manual oh it is very much yeah and then say with plates what they would have had is once again plaster molds that sit on a wheel right and you would throw like when I throw a plate I throw a lump of clay on the wheel and, and with my hands I form it into a plate yeah in a factory like that you'd have a mould on a similar sort of wheel you throw your lump of clay onto it and then you pull down a profile which makes the same plate okay far quicker but the trouble is you need lots and lots of moulds to have a factory process yes so you need a whole uh, different factory for making the bowls if you want to put it that right which right. wear out and you know so yeah. there's a lot more capital investment and I guess that explains operation is very efficient right <laughs> and I guess that explains why the likes of Arctic pottery yeah. and Carrigaline pottery wouldn't have survived or didn't survive yeah but there's a lot it's an international market and there's an awful lot of pottery being produced yes you can actually buy a imported so-called roundstone pottery right. in every hardware shop in the country right. <laughs> which has nothing to do with us like, yeah, uh, yeah. nor yeah, is yeah. it any benefit to us yeah. nor is there any forwarding address and, uh, nor we're, there there, any, we're nor the complaints department <laughs> <laughs> nor I get indignant phone calls <laughs> right. nor, nor is there any royalties paid <laughs> none <laughs> just you know yeah. an unfortunate uh, coincidence I know, say, you know I know so uh, then over the period of a year like hmm. the season here is relatively short yeah and forgetting the last 12 months but yeah. in normal times the season is relatively short it is yeah. so you'd have to spend your winter yeah preparing for the short summer we do yeah, yeah. Um, we take it a bit we work more or less all the time but we take it a bit more easy in the winter yeah. time you know yeah. um, if I have any bigger orders that I can put off till the autumn or the winter I do that you know I can spread the work out a bit that way right. and when you say um, you've bigger orders yeah, this would be commissioned work commissioned dinner sets or commissions for restaurants or that kind of thing and is there much of that oh, there's a certain amount it wouldn't be the huge it wouldn't be a huge bulk of our overall sales but it's still significant right and per particularly with the restaurants it's good advertising and that it's in the public eye yeah you know and a lot of people come here on the strength seeing our work elsewhere right yeah. and again I, from everyone's perspective I guess it's only a restaurants that are in a certain category are going to be putting commissioned work on the table oh, no, to some degree no, they're not going to get a McDonald's section. oh no no but I mean <laughs> they're not necessarily <laughs> highly exclusive either no okay you know, yeah 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 um, we have we have both <laughs> varieties of restaurants here, from that. Uh, but um, you know, fair play to them for doing it. You know, yeah, so. yeah. So then, um, the when this season is open mm. and it gets busy, um, are you? Do you find that the traffic? coming down to Roundstone is that you're, you're getting a fair footfall coming in the door well yeah, yeah. Well, we live more or less off the yeah. direct sales and the odd you know as I said yeah uh, larger order like that yeah uh, I, I don't really deal with craft shops right um, anymore it's um, more manageable this way right and uh, have you gone virtual and gone online no well I, I do a certain amount of um, sales based on people emailing me ok you know I take commissions that way yeah but the thing is um, I can spend a lot of time packing ok you know because it's um, 
it's, it's a fragile material that yes. isn't insured by unpost. So right, right. We just have to assume the boxes are going to be kicked around. You know, so and, and hope uh, that they arrive in one place. Yeah, exactly. You know, you, yeah. you, you um, pack very defensively if you want to put it that Right. So, um, I'm content enough to do the amount of posts that they currently do, but I yeah. don't really want to kind of go beyond that. Go beyond that, yeah. yeah. Now, you mentioned that a lot of mm. the stuff that you do may end up on the dinner table, but yeah. your wife's work then yeah. is very much well, artisan and the beautiful. But it's also functional. You know, right. It's just as functional as the stone. Yeah. It's just obviously there's a price difference. And each piece is individually. Oh, produced. absolutely, yeah. There isn't any. Uh, so I'm looking at some yeah. pieces here that have levels of detail mm. um, down to what are very, very, very narrow, small brush strokes. Yeah, well, the time and motion expert report it, I use a kind of... <laughs> <laughs> use a bigger brush. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, once again, if you were maximizing your... Uh, Profit margins, you probably yeah, would yeah. use a bigger brush and do a separate design. <laughs> we never really thought of them, those lines. Uh, <laughs> I'm just very fortunate that Rosemary is content to decorate the piece. So, uh, <laughs> I certainly don't pressurize you in terms of productivity. Or, right. Um, yeah, you can take out insurance. <laughs> not to be. No. <laughs> and uh, likewise, yeah. I see you have some jewelry. Yeah, that's hers again, that's porcelain. And, uh, so does she make the full aspect? Yeah, she does. She does. Yeah. She does. They're, you know, pressed out from little thin sheets of porcelain, sterling silver, that's some hoops in them. And I would see from a tourist perspective, yeah. an awful lot of the small jewellery has a lot of appeal because it's easy to carry. Well, it's it's a gift portable, quite and, right, and yeah, ideal giftware. Yeah. And I see an awful lot of what would be Celtic designs in that as well. Yeah, yeah, broadly. We we're not kind of. Um, that's exclusively in that direction. Not right? at all. We're not. Uh, we're very much on our own themes. You know. We yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We don't yeah. really try and reproduce. <laughs> Can't take work. And the then then she has um, cards as well. Yeah, but there's those ones are small paintings. Yeah. Are, you know, um, similar to the other framed paintings there. Right. It's just uh, more portable yet again than they're at that size. And so, during the last year, mm. um, would you say then that you were able to maintain some degree of sanity because of what you do, where others would not well, have yeah, the same I ability? Mean, it struck me that our our normal lifestyle is not that different from lockdown <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we were very um, minimal kind of um, requirements in terms of... Um, I have a garden at home which kind of uh, keeps me fully occupied when I'm not here, you know. Yeah. Um, Certainly, yeah, I I couldn't conceive of being locked down a northern apartment or whatever. I know, I know, yeah. Uh, No, I'm just very lucky in terms of location, I suppose, you know. now I know yeah. you've mentioned Kilkenny yeah. and, and I don't think yeah. I did it. What brought you here in the first place? Uh, just purely the fact that this workshop opened, this centre opened the year that we finished in college. And and, yeah. uh, and, and there was something out there and we applied to the IDA for a place in it, you know, so um, fantastic. Yeah, the idea had when they had four workshops of this size and yeah. two larger factories. So uh, that was in nineteen eighty one, October eighty one. So we're almost 40 years there. Time flies. It does rather. Do you go back to Kilkenny much? Uh, not as much as I used to, you know. Yeah. I don't have any 
direct family connection with yeah. us. Because I know, well, mm-hmm. we spent a bit of time over around County Waterford, and oh, we yeah. noticed that there's a marked difference in the weather. <laughs> the weather? <laughs> Sunny southeast and all Yeah. There certainly seems to be a place for weather extremes, be it the coldest or the hottest, or uh, right. whatever. Um, no, no, uh, I don't really have much uh, reason w- um, Do you guys exhibit then, like, in, in um, or do you do the craft fairs? We used to. We, yeah. we, we used to for um, our first years of our existence. Um, right. But I, I don't bother anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Kind of uh, content to blow around for a Good yeah. for you. Yeah. Good for you. Well, Seamus, it's been a real pleasure to and I would strongly recommend if you're in Ireland mm. and as um, Tourism Ireland now say, fill your heart with Ireland and let's get back to Ireland, head to Roundstone. Mm. And down in Roundstone, there's, you can't but see the Belfry, mm. which is. The uh, Franciscan Monastery. Yeah. Actually, I yeah. noticed that there's people, that there's windows still in it and it's still in use to, for something. Well, indeed, uh, well, the idea kind of restored the building, I suppose. You yeah. Know. Um, there's, uh, as you probably saw, a food truck beside yes, it at yeah. the moment and they generally use it as a store. Okay, yeah. okay. Which, uh, so mm. the Belfry is pretty noticeable mm. anywhere from the town. Mm. Head on down into the IDA yard, down mm. s- uh, known as the monastery, it it is down the monastery, and there are a number of places to drop into, but definitely drop into Seamus's. Brownstone mm. uh, Ceramics. Brownstone Ceramics, and you'll find mm. plenty to bring back to whoever you're bringing some nice gifts back to. Mm. Seamus Laffin, it's been a real pleasure. No, but there's other things, sir. Mm.